Coming up on Guys Talking Sports, we are back. And we're going to talk about everything that's going on in the world of sports today. We're going to talk about the NBA. We're going to talk about the remaining games left before the play-in tournament starts and the playoffs starts. And we're also going to give our thoughts on who should be the MVP. We're also going to talk a little bit about the NFL. The, the schedule has just been released. So we're going to talk about the first week games and what we're going to look to look forward to, what games we're looking forward to in week one. My co-host, Nice and Smooth, join me, Al Quarles, on Guys Talking Sports. And that begins right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. We appreciate all the love and support. We thank you for all the, the concerns and the, the comments that were made. I know we took a hiatus, but we're back and we are better than never. Appreciate all the love and support out there. But right now, we're going to get right into it. Got my co-host with me, nice and smooth. Uh, what's going on, fellas? How are you guys doing today? <laughs> Doing good, doing good, real good. Nice, got a little small glass of vino and uh, relaxing after a long day. Yeah, I'm happy. So my fence is about to get installed. I paid for that shit like 17 weeks ago, and it's finally about to get installed. I'm happy. Lowe's, <laughs> stop bullshit with a nigga. Excuse me, lady. Install my shit. <laughs> Well, all right then. <laughs> yeah, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, I know we already been talking and we we already just bugging out right now, but we got a lot to talk about in the world of sports. Um, we have a lot of stuff to catch up on, so let's get right into it. Um, right now, we can talk about the NBA. The NBA right now season is winding down, and right now we have um, a couple of playing games. That's um, we still have a couple more games, like three or five, three to five games left. Um, in the regular season before the play-in tournament begins and get ready for the NBA playoffs. There's the East and West right now is still battling. There is no definite um, eight teams yet or 10 teams, I should say, right in the mix right now. Um, there's still people battling for top positions. Of course, Philadelphia is number one, followed by Brooklyn and Milwaukee. And then you have the West Coast, I mean, the West Con Western Conference still fighting for positions and playoff seats. So let me get your thoughts on this whole NBA season winding down. And let me get your thoughts on the, the teams that are currently in the mix for the playoffs and the play-in tournament. Because I think that the play-in tournament is going to be what really excite a lot of people. So let me get your thoughts on that. After you, kind sir. Oh, okay. Um, I love to see the Lakers and Golden State play in the play-in, and I like to see Golden State knock the Lakers out because that would make me, that would make me smile. <laughs> uh, but if Golden State don't knock out the Lakers, they can still lose the next playing game. So either way, if LeBron don't make it, I'll be happy. And I'm not a LeBron hater. I'm just sick and tired of LeBron's ass being in the finals. There's a difference. I just want some new blood up in there. Uh, well, right now, Lakers are currently ranked seventh. Right now. That's cool. I don't care. As long as they don't get the sixth. <laughs> they need to be in the playing game. That's all I ask. <laughs> it just might. <laughs> and in the East, I mean, the East is just the East. Whatever happens, happens. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Because the best teams in the East are already in. They're, they're already locked in. It's, the bottom feeders are just the bottom feeders. They're not going to make any noise. Though Washington is playing well. I will give Washington that. And um, yeah, outside of Washington, I don't care. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> That's because you're in Washington. You're in the, the, the Washington. I, and, and I'm so not a, 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 a Washington fan. So, no. <laughs> and technically, I'm in the Baltimore region. Thank you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that they still root for the, Oh, no, they don't. Okay, I, mean, I they, they, they may. I don't know. I mean, they, they but, yeah, <laughs> Washington is 6-4 and four in their last 10 games. So, yeah. But I do want Russ to get the triple-double for the, uh, the fourth year, for four out of five years. But well, that's, right. a, that's an interesting conversation to have as another conversation to say is – the big topic right now is Russ overrated or underrated, and that's another that's another question or conversation after this. No, that will be the next question after this. All right, <laughs> I'd say we can loop back to that, but yeah. okay. Uh, but to get to your to get to your point, um, 
I, I'm an ace. I mean, the playing, I do like the playing portion. I mean, everybody that's complaining about it are usually the people that usually, you know, take their foot off the gas and do load management at this time, a.k.a. LeBron, a.k.a. Luca. If they were the number one, two, or three seed, you wouldn't hear a peep out of them about the playing seat, the playing portion, because they wouldn't even really care. But they care now because they actually got to play. And so um, the East portion is not as much interesting. I mean, really, I mean, Boston, Hornets, Pacers, and Wizards, not that really enticing, in my opinion. Even though they might put on some good games, I think the Eastern Conference would be much more interesting once the actual playoff portion start and all your seeds are done. The West, on the other hand, you know, I don't have much confidence in Utah, Phoenix, or even the Clippers of Denver per, per se. Um, but the plane is where it's going to probably be most interesting. If you get a, a Los Angeles Lakers and Golden State Warriors playing game, trust and believe they're going to have that on national TV and that probably have higher ratings than some more of your series is going to have. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I watched the Lakers in the next game last night and, you know, you got all these Lakers fans pounding their chest and saying, yeah, yeah, you got effing lucky. You got real damn lucky. It wasn't for THT, got a lucky corner three to send that thing in, you know, to tie, you know, tie it up. And my man um, from, from the Knicks, um, Randall, got a no call to the basket um, when he got fouled twice, but they called nothing. Then that game would have been over or at least, you know, had an opportunity to end it in regulation. But that's going to be interesting. I mean, the Lakers right now, if the play-in would be the Lakers, Golden State, Memphis, and, and San Antonio. Not really all that about San Antonio, but the marquee game out of all those games would definitely be the Los Angeles Lakers play the Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. In a seven-game series or even a five-game series, I would take the Lakers, you know, all day, you know, twice on Sunday. But in a one-off game, where you might have a quote-unquote gimpy LeBron and a quote-unquote gimpy AD. Uh, Steph Curry been woo, cooking, really cooking. And um, it's like in March Madness, man. You catch a team slipping, you catch a team on the off day, hey, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll shock somebody and, and, and end someone's dreams. Now, I think – they'll Lakers are probably if they play them win but hey I would not be surprised if Steph has a 50 point game and beats the Lakers because I'm only going for the, for the fact that LeBron didn't play last night he's not playing tonight AD's not playing tonight then the shoulder's not even still in so the squad is not really all gelled up and melded up you throw them all in the pot against the Golden State Warriors has been running red hot. And damn, Andrew Wiggins is he was playing pretty darn good. It, 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 they could get got in one game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, the same the Lakers here, man. Far from it. I'm not going to say that, but I'm just saying this one game, it, they, they can get got. They, this ain't they year. I, I don't even care if LeBron came back in AD. This ain't their year. Mm. Nope. Somebody mm. else is coming out of the West. I'm not going to say who, because I don't know who. Because obviously, to me, it's the West, though, it being the deepest and the most talented, I still think it's, it's a crapshoot when you got to sit there and play a best, you know, four out of seven in every series. Because who's to say that? AD won't tweak his whatever the hell he tweaked his back or his leg or whatever. Who's to say that LeBron won't turn funny and retweak his ankle? And then LA is back to square one. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're the team right now hurting with the most injury. Golden State, believe it or not, is I will put more stock in Golden State before I put it in LA. In a series or in just one game? In a series. Hmm. In a series. Because to me, everybody, you know, everybody looks at Andrew Wiggins and thinks he's a bust, but he's not a bust. He just didn't live up to the hype of being a number one. But when he doesn't have to be a number one, uh, uh, you know, alternate, 
where he could be that third dude. He's been balling. And Golden State, despite not having uh, Clay, they still have been playing pretty damn good. They've been playing pretty damn good as late as of late. I mean, obviously, Steph is leading the charge. But Draymond is just doing what Draymond do, and everybody else is just picking up a slack. I will put my stock in a seven-game series. Obviously, it won't be a seven-game series versus L.A. versus Golden State. But I will put my stock in Golden State probably making it to the finals before anybody else, before before L.A., I put it like that. Mm. I'm sorry, say that one more time. I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. I said I will put my stock in Golden State making it to the finals, the Western Conference Finals, not the, the championship, before L.A. does. Why? Wait, L.A. who? Lakers. Sir, wait, 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 wait. Uh, he right. said that. He said that. Wait, wait, <laughs> hey, wait, 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 wait. Wait, let me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're telling me that you have you put stock more on the Warriors making it to the conference finals than the L.A. Lakers. Yep. As currently constructed. Yeah. With AD and and Le- and and um, LeBron. They're both gimpy. Wow. Uh, wow. Uh, that's because this look, look what happened to AD. He fell and had to take two games off because he hurt something and he knocked something or tweaked something. LeBron is just one cut, one sharp cup away, a sharp, sharp cut away from turning his ankle again. We're talking about high ankle sprain, we're not talking about you know, whatever that's that's high precision, high cuts, whatever. I get what you're saying, but I'm gonna be honest with you. Without AD, without LeBron, I could give you that. Um, to be honest, I, to be honest, I take that back. I can't even give you that, um, because the really the the key person that they're really missing, even with AD and um, LeBron being like not healthy, they're still missing Dennis Schroeder, and. They need that point guard. Once Dennis Schroeder was dead, that's what made the Lakers go, even with AD and LeBron out. So until they get, I mean, until he's healthy, if if he was healthy, then by all means, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I still think that even without LeBron, even without AD, or the healthy Dennis Schroeder and the rest of the cast of the Lakers, I think that they will be able to match up with the Warriors in a a. a in a series as currently constructed. I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm saying it because they still got Andrew Drummond. They still got, um, THT. I mean, they, they got some really good pieces there, um, that will be able to carry the load for now. And to be honest, that's what they're doing now, which in turns while, um, AD and LeBron are not well, AD back, but with LeBron coming back, all it is is that it's building up their confidence as well. So they're going to be a d- dangerous team. Answer me this. Dennis Schroeder ever play in the playoffs? Yeah. Yes, he does. Has he ever played in a playoff game that mattered? Every playoff game matters. Are you, or, or you mean a playoff series that matter? Yeah. Uh, the, I, I'm not – I have to go back and look, but if you're talking about going deep into the series uh, – I don't think so, but um, and I'm not saying that Dennis Schroeder is going to be the difference between the Lakers being, you know, to the to the championships championship final game or whatever series or not. I'm just saying there's a difference. There's a reason why the LA played the way they did because they had playoff Rondo last year. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying a battle tested point guard that's won championships. I'm not saying Dennis Schroeder couldn't come up and step up to the challenge. But if you want to take battle-tested players that have been, been through and knows knows the ranks, I know AD won his first championship, and you know we all know LeBron is LeBron. But if I had to take a collective group of guys versus a collective group of guys, I'd have to put Golden State over L.A. But you, I, I think that what you're doing is, is that I think you're banking on the experience of Draymond and um, Steph, which is rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But the other people that you have, like 
you really have to factor in the other talent that's around them. And like you said, Andrew Wiggins is no slouch. I'll give you that. But I mean, the rest of the team is still young and inexperienced. They don't have that playoff experience. But no, and if they're not hitting their shots, it's going to be a long night for the Warriors, no matter who they play. But that's the same for the Lakers. But the Lakers have more a better defensive scheme. The Lakers are built basically with their defense. I mean, they LeBron and AD is going to run that offense fine. Um, Dennis Schroeder is the back, the six man off the, you know, or not six man, but the next man up. Fine. They got THT, who is definitely proven that he's an offensive weapon. So they have offensive weapons, but they're catering on their defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'll give you this. I think um, Dennis Schroeder, you know, you know, at this stage of the game, is probably the better, you know, player physically and and everything. But I do think when they get into those tough series, you know, albeit that they don't get bounced out the first round, but when they get deep into the playoffs and you have those tough series, I think that's where that experience of Rondo is going to come to come to bite them in the behind. Probably not the, maybe not the first round, maybe even not the first, you know, the playing game, but it could, but I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying too. I wouldn't put my money on Golden State. I, I would still put my money on the, the Lakers LeBron is going to come back. I mean, yeah, he's going to rest his ankle, but let's just let's call a spade a spade. They know they're in a playoff game, so they're just managing them to to get them ready for the playing game. And AD, he may play for the rest out the rest of it, but they have like three or four games left until the end of this end of the, um in the regular season. So it wouldn't shock me at all if LeBron don't play any more games. Yeah, but. So you're saying that it doesn't matter at this point if they come in at a, a eight, nine, or ten seed. They don't want to be at the seven seed. They prefer to be at the six. But I think as the way that they're injured, uh, now if they could still get lucky and win some games, and some people above them lose some games, and they can like slide into the six spot without having to rely heavily on AD and LeBron or LeBron per se, and let them rest up, then yeah, but. They have, what, three games left. They got the game tonight against Houston. It, w- it wouldn't shock me if, if – I think they'll win against Houston. I think they'll win against Indiana, and I think they'll win against the uh, Pelicans. Yeah. They'll win these next three games, and out of these three games, if they if they win the next two, then you're not going to see them play that last game unless there's something with being tied with seven or eight. But at this point in time – it would not shock me if LeBron don't play these next three games. Or AD. I don't think they can – well, I guess it all depends on if they win or if they win or lose tonight. I don't think they can afford to lose all three games because now you're, t- uh, now you're talking about – because what? They're labeled a seventh, but if Golden State turns around and wins out, they don't want to turn it. They don't want to go into the eighth spot. Whoever's the eighth seed right now, turn around and win a few games. They don't want to be that 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 team that has to win the first play in and then have to turn around and play the loser of the other playing game to make it in. Yeah, I think at this point they're what thirty nine games. Um, Golden State is thirty seven. I think they can lose a game and Golden State to win a game. There still be what a game and a half ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Whether they flip flop seven or eight. I don't think it really necessarily matters. They don't really want to hit number nine. And at this point, I don't see them drop into the ninth spot. So whether they are in seventh or eight, you know, I think at this point don't matter to them. I think the way they're looking at it is like, we're going to get a playing game. They just want to have everybody healthy. That's why it wouldn't shock me if LeBron or AD sit out the next three games. I think they could win two out of the next three. Yeah. To be honest, they can win out the two out of they can win all three without AD and LeBron. Um, to be honest with you, they can it's a good chance that they can do that. Um, so I, I I think that I agree with you. I think that right now they want to get out of that playing game. I think that they only a game behind Dallas and um Portland. So they just need to do what they need to do and take care of home these next final these final three games, and then just make sure that um, I mean, and if Trailblazers and Mavericks do what they're supposed to do, then they'll still be in the playing game. So they just got to take care of home first. 
But this is, I mean, the Western Conference is pretty much a tip, I mean, a flip flop from the from those seeds down, just like with the Eastern Conference. I mean, four, five, and six all are tied, have the same record. Um, that's the Heat, Hawks, and the Knicks. All have the same record right now. So they're four, five, and six. Um, Hornets and the um, Pacers are already in the playoff game, playing game. So there's nothing for them to really worry about. Yeah, but 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 uh, but to go back to what you said, Ace, about it being a, a toss-up, perfectly honest, I think this, this whole finals, I mean, playoff is going to be a toss-up because it's a toss-up on both sides. I mean, Definitely. I don't have full confidence in Utah or Phoenix, you know, even the Clippers taking it home. I don't even have any full confidence with the Sixers. Bucks, a little bit more, but... Or even the Nets, because if the Nets all three are playing, if they're all playing at the same goddamn time, then the smart money is going to be on the Brooklyn Nets. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't have that yet. I don't. I don't have no confidence because they not only have they not all three been playing of recent, they've all been th- three been playing cohesively over the last you know for like a week or two. So you can kind of see what kind of flow they're going to get. They're going to get to the playoffs and they're going to just throw them all in the mix, provided all three can all play. I, I I will say this though. I mean, to be honest, I I'm I would I'm really would love a Jazz and Suns Western Conference final. Yes, I would really love that. I mean, I know that Clippers Nuggets and everyone down the road has something to say about it, but I would love to see two teams that haven't been there in a long time. I should say, um, make it in somewhere where everybody because right now. They're still the number one and number two seed, and everybody still don't have them picked to make it to the conference finals. So I would rather see somewhere a surprise there, or not really a surprise, but more so, like, I would rather see the Jazz and Suns making it. Mm-hmm. I'm with you on that. Me too. That, that, that would be great for the – That'd be great for the integrity of basketball, but probably no, not so great for <laughs> the marketing people on Fifth Avenue mm-hmm. when trying to market it. They want their stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I clamor for somebody different. You know what I'm saying? Hell, I, you know, as much as I, not, not so much of a big fan of the, the super teams, but just to see the Nets make it is just because it's the Nets, it's the team. It's not so much the players; it's just a different name coming out of the East, other than. <laughs> The, the usual suspects of Miami, Cleveland, over the past couple of years, Boston. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'd be happy if I saw Milwaukee get there. I'd be happy. Hell, I'd be happy to see Philly get there. I'd love to see Doc Rivers take that team and take him to the finals. Oh, that would be the ultimate. Can you imagine if it was a, a Philly um, Clippers finals? <laughs> Ooh. That'd be nice. Be a, lot, be a lot of trash talking on all on Philly side. <laughs> That'd be real nice. Hell, I'd love to see DC come out of it. Why not? What? What? Why? Why can't? DC oh, the Wizards. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Um. I I can't see that. I mean, even if they get past the playing game, I don't see them getting past the first round. They can make it a series, but I don't see them getting past the first round. It's the playoffs, man. Anything's possible. Playoffs, baby. <laughs> yeah. You're talking about yeah. That. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But to be honest, they're going to have their hands full with Indiana, to be honest with you. The only thing – what kills me about Indiana is the fact – real quick, what kills me about Indiana is the fact that with all the drama that they have, is really bringing them down. Like, I'm so disappointed in – the, the 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 drama that they're having like they're a team that they should be at least a 500 team or above like <laughs> um the pacers uh but it's just their coach i mean they have so much drama with their coaches it's 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 a it's a shame like they way too talented to be in the ninth position they should then, never got rid of nate mcmillan huh they should never got rid of nate mcmillan you hey. see what he's doing down in atlanta yes without question without question like and kudos to him too, as well, because mm-hmm. he—I mean—in doing that, that helped solidify the fact that he is one of the best coaches around. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Boston. Like Boston, I mean, with the injury now to Jay, um, yeah, Brown. 
Jalen Brown, yeah. Now it's like, you know, it's it's going to be difficult for them, but I expect it to be up there and up there, up there as well. Like there's some people, there's some teams out there. Like Miami right now is playing at the street that they're, they're playing at the right time and they're building on it. That's why they right now, currently they're technically the four C, but it's these playoffs. It's been a lot more exciting. Like there's a lot more closeness as far as, the teams are because let's be honest, nobody ain't pegged for the Knicks to be where they are. <laughs> I'm just, I'm gonna watch just because of them. Shit, you know, I, I can't front that I ain't watched them growing up. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be on national TV a little bit more. I'll definitely be paying a little bit more attention to them just to see them play. And Tom Thibodeau should get should be in the running for coach of the year. If but not I, coach of the year, <laughs> huh? I said if not win it. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think he's going to – I don't know if he's going to win it. I think Doc's is going to take it because of the record that they have. Um, but Tom Thibodeau definitely should be in that running, like the top two – I mean, top three at least. He he, he would get my vote. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'd just be happy straight up if the East – somebody in the East could come over here to the championship. It'd be even it'll be even better if it wasn't Brooklyn. But I just want somebody because you know it's all the talk is about the West, 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 this, West, that, West, everything's West, West. If somebody in the East can go over there and take it to the t- to the West and come out with a championship, that's that to me is just a win. Because then it might shift the tide back over to the East and other players might want to because right now they're talking about there's players that might be interested in coming to New York. And if New York turns around and becomes a power again, that means somebody else is going to want to go to Philly and somebody's going to want to go back to Boston and somebody's going to want to go to D.C. Miami is already structured to be pretty damn good if they ever got another piece. It's just a matter of time, man. If the the East, any squad in the East can pull this off besides Brooklyn, talk about a major shift in basketball come next season. The one thing I'll say about Boston, and, and, and you can write this down, you know, May 12, 2021, I think the Boston Celtics currently constructed as they are today will not be the same Boston Celtics team of this time next year. True. He ain't screwed that up. Well, you know what? He didn't expect old boy to leave to go to Charlotte. Who? Um, Gordon Haywood? Yeah. I, I don't think they care so much that, uh, that Kyrie left. Because of the young talent, Jalen Brown and and uh, and team, but when when Gordon Hayward left, I think that was the death blow. That kind of set them back a step or two. I I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say once they the 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 minus of Isaiah Thomas, the addition of Kyrie Irving, and then the minus of Kyrie Irving. That point, point per that pr- productivity overall, you know, was missing, and they've been kind of scrambling to, you know, replace that ever since. Gordon Hayward leaving didn't help, um, but my man, that was it. Um, uh, Kimba Walker, he's just not been a good addition to the squad. He's been hurt off and on, and it's just not, it's not fit well. I mean, actually, they should they should really just run it with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. But the surrounding pieces around them, something's got to change. The coach, I think Brad Stevens is probably going to be out the door. But I think that way the team is right now, it's it don't it, it doesn't fit well. And they're going to need a new voice, and they're probably going to get some 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 new pieces in there. I don't think they'll run Brad Stevens out because he's not a bad coach. Right? You can't fault Boston for injuries. Oh, trust me. I think Brad Stevens is going after the season, especially if they take a first round early exit and it don't look good. But I mean, two years he was he was on a hot seat this whole season quietly. But the last two years he took it to the conference finals. How many times have we look at look at Doc Rivers? (laughs) Doc Rivers had way more talent than he did. (laughs) I'm saying same, way more talent, and that's even debatable depending on what the positions you're talking about. Whoa, but, hold on, hold on. You talk about Doc had Blake, he had DeAndre, he had Chris Paul, 
<laughs> oh, you're talking about overall. I was talking about like this year to last year. You're talking about consistently, then yeah. But I'm talking about the my opinion, the scenarios. Doc got him, you know, into the playoffs and made some good runs, same way Brad Stevens did. And at the end of the day, they still got rid of Brad. Um, they still got rid of Doc Rivers, even though I don't think that was the, the best idea because it wasn't his fault. But trust me, someone's going to have to be the sacrificial lamb if, if the Boston Celtics get in there and get bounced out badly. And right now, if the playoffs will start as is, they would meet Brooklyn Nets. And I don't think they're going to beat the Brooklyn Nets. I don't think anybody really out there is going to be Brooklyn if, if, if all of them are the big three come to play. Nah, I, I, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, right now Milwaukee has their number, without question. Oh, um, Brooklyn. Yeah, but hey, what, the last couple of games, did Milwaukee play Brooklyn at full strength? No, but uh, I, I, I'm, I'm Milwaukee has their number. And to be honest, Philadelphia. These, I mean, Philadelphia, Milwaukee, and the Nets is. I, I can't really say who is going to win that. I really can't. I really can't. I'm not. Don't get me wrong. I mean, me being a Brooklyn Nets person, I can't really say that until I see these last final games with them completely healthy. Let me ask this uh, question. Yeah. As a Nets fan, mm-hmm. and the big three is healthy. Mm-hmm. Who's your X factor for the Nets? None of them. X no, factor. no, not those three. Oh, X factor. Yeah. Bruce Brown. No, Nick's no Nicholas Claxton. He's going to be my. He's the only person I, I, I'm going to rely on between him and Bruce Brown. Those are the two people that need to be on the, their game defensively. If I mean, don't get me wrong, offensively they're fine. They're juggernaut. Defensively, with I mean, truth be told, they need another big. Like them, them losing Lamarcus Aldridge for retirement. They didn't do anything to the build to replace him. DeAndre Jordan is DeAndre Jordan, but unless they're using Nicholas Clack's thing going heavy in the playoffs, this is going to be big men wise. I can't see that happening. Like Blake Griffin is he plays small ball at the five. That's all well and good, but he can't stop Joel Embiid. Who's going to stop Joel Embiid? Nobody has. They finally decided to play down down deep in the block a lot more than playing on the damn perimeter. Thanks to Doc Rivers. Truth be told, like, Doc Rivers has turned Philly into a juggernaut. Like, Ben Simmons is playing out of his mind. He is playing. Still can't hit a jumper. (laughs) But he's trying. And I'll give him that. Before, he wouldn't do that. So, I give, I mean, Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, what they did with all these shooters around them, he don't really need to shoot jumpers. Right. He got shooters there. And they're filling that void nicely. Like, I give kudos. Like, Philadelphia is playing the best basketball that they can play. They just need to make sure they do it in the playoffs. Agreed. Mm, I agree with you. I agree with you. But, I mean, we'll, I mean, I, I know we, we could talk more about that down the road. But next week when – they actually start the playing games and we'll get more of a sense of who is going to be there and the seedings of all the playoffs. Um, but real quick, before we move on to the NFL, my real quick, who is your candidate now for the MVP? Ooh. I know we talked about it a while back, but I think it's updating. It Joker. It I'm sorry, be, say it again. You got to be joking. Because he's the only one, in my opinion, that has been consistent throughout the entire season, hasn't been injured, and been playing and leading his team to where they are currently. And that, to me, is the most valuable player. Without Joker, I mean, they uh, who who was it? What's the name of the cat who hurt uh, hurt his knee? Oh, Jamal Murray. Yeah. If you tell me Joker was out. And Murray wasn't, would that team still be winning the, the, the games that they'd be winning? That's all you need to, that's all you need to sit there and, and, and ponder about. There's that's the clear cut 
MVP in my opinion, and Embiid is number two. This is going to be very interesting because they normally give it to the person, the team that has the best record. So in theory, it should go to Embiid. Maybe, probably, it'll go to the Joker. But some strong goddamn consideration should be given to Mr. One, Steph Curry, because he's been playing his lights out. But the body of work hasn't been consistent as Joker has been all season. But hell, he he's he's coming down a stretch like making a strong case, but he won't get it. He should get some he should get some votes, maybe a vote, but he probably won't. But I agree with you, Ace. It should go with Joker because he's been the most consistent. But they like to give it to the person with the best record. It's going to be between Joker and Embiid. But I was going to say, if you go Steph, then you might as well talk. You might as well throw either Dame or Chris uh, Chris Paul up in there. You just yeah. took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> you just Chris Paul is a very you Chris Paul is a very underrated one because that team is number two, and it's for a damn reason. That's because of him. But the same could be said. I think I saw a, 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 a info stat where they threw Chris Paul's number up against Kyle Lowry's number. From the year he went to the to the championship, and Kyle Lowry didn't even get a sniff of any MVP, but Kyle Lowry's numbers was a tad bit better than Chris Paul's. <clears throat> it this is like I said to me, it's it's no popularity contest. Hmm? Popularity. It's no clear cut popularity contest. I agree. So now it's going to have to make you actually go for. You know, you got you got to look at the numbers. You got the eye test. You got to look at the stats. So, like I said. Joker, I think everybody might go for him, but don't be shocked if MB gets it because they like to give it to the player, you know, but with the best record. I, you know, if MB or Joker got, I'd be happy because finally it's, it's a damn big. When's the last time a big actually got MVP? Shaquille. Shaquille about to say Shaq. So you talking about early two, early uh, 2010s, somewhere around there? Yep. If that. <laughs> And when Shaq was getting them, he was a monster, and none of these cats' numbers even came impact. Let me, let me phrase that numbers hmm, impact to the game. Joker or MB was not nearly as impactful as Shaq was, exactly. But yeah. number wise, that's that's something different, yeah. Um, I you took the words out of my, my, my mouth. Um, I really believe that Joker is really Joker's to lose at this stage. I mean, he's averaging over 20 points or 25 points a game, um, 10 rebounds, eight assists. Like he's almost averaging a triple double. Um, and his team is winning. Um, he may not have the best record in OB than in B, but um, he's definitely should be the top. Like you said, it should be between Joker and MB. But I will definitely give a strong consideration for Paul at third. CP3 should be in that top running, like easily for what he's done. Like he brought them to be a number two team. And to be honest, if we're talking about best records in the league, Utah has that. So who is going to be in that, who's going to represent Utah in the MVP running? No one has even talked about Donovan Mitchell. No one's talked about Rudy Gobert. No one's talked about any of those players on that team. Um, To be honest, I really don't see them in the mix, but I think it's it's between, definitely between Joker and Embiid. That's where the fighting spot is right now. and to be honest, either of those two win it, it's fine with me. I'm completely fine with that. Um, I wouldn't argue whoever would win it at this stage. Um, so we'll see how that plays out because, like I said, the rest of the season, I mean, the regular season is just about done. So, we'll But before it. we switch to NFL, I just want to loop back to my initial comment when I first made my first comments about, about Russ. Under <laughs> overrated. Is he underrated or overrated? Right, that's the question. Does he make is is what he's doing as a point guard, averaging a triple double, probably about to average a triple double for the fourth for the fourth season, four out of five seasons, where Oscar Robertson was only able to do it once. And yes, now you find that more players are typically being able to average triple doubles now. Is it 
is Russ overrated or does he just make it look just that damn easy? <sighs> and then to, to take it a step further, where would you rank Russ right now as all-time point guard? Uh, not, not, not second behind Magic like his coach did. <laughs> But is he overrated or underrated? <sighs> to me, it's like it's it's a little bit of both. Um, the first off, I think they should stop talking about Russell Westbrook as a point guard because he's not a point guard. He's he's a two guard with the with the position name of point guard um, because he does more scoring than than a system on a regular basis. Um, but does he play the point guard in the way that Chris Paul plays point guard? No. Does he play more point guard in the way that Steph Curry plays point guard? Yeah. So once again, it, are you trying to say he's a traditional point guard or he's more of this hybrid, you know, one, two guard? I mean, he's more, he's more Kobe than magic. Um, in my opinion. So the triple doubles are nice, but what does the triple doubles get you? What has it gotten them over the years? First round exit. But is that all his fault? It's not all his fault, but at a particular point in time, you got to start taking some blame for where you at because you've been in, you, you were in OKC, you were in Houston, now you're in Washington. You were averaging triple doubles your last remaining years at OK, OKC. You're averaging a triple double in Houston with James Harden. And now you're in Washington with this, and you're averaging a triple double. And what has that to amount to over the last five years? Not one deep playoff run, even when you had Harden and in the bubble. Um, you didn't do much to elevate OKC. Now, granted, those were the go to St. Warrior years. So they were pretty much, you know, running through everybody, but you didn't even make it interesting and so it's to me it's he's a phenomenal basketball player he's a phenomenal point guard but to me his play at the end of the day has not equivalent to as you, as you would say ace meaningful playoff game so last time he had a meaningful playoff game is when he had kd and he blew a 3-1 lead over Golden State Warriors. Now, was that all of his fault? No. Was that a little bit him and KD's fault? Yes. But to me, it looks good. He stuffed the stat sheets. I've watched a couple of his games, and he snatches rebounds from a lot of people. He takes the ball up and scores on himself. He, he does a lot of stuff. He's, he's a great must-see player, but at the end of the day, it's all about wins and losses, all about championships, and non-championships is all about, as you say, a significant playoff games and runs and not. And he's been a lot latter on a lot of those. So it looks good. It, but in my opinion, it what has that amounted to the last couple of years that you've been averaging a triple-double? I, I, I'll just say this real quick. <clears throat> I don't think he's overrated. I don't think he's underrated. I think he's where he's supposed to be. I think that's really the answer I'm going to leave it as. Um, I agree with everything that Smooth said. Um, at this stage, it's his stats don't mean nothing unless you accomplish him with championships. I mean, don't get me wrong. He's trying to do his best. I'm not knocking and saying that he's not. Probably one of the most hardest workers out there. Um, but truth be told, he's not he's a point guard because he does get the assist, but in this era, him being the go-to guy is not going to, equal, it's not going to equal wins. Um, some things just, he's the alpha dog and he really has to let go of that alpha dog mentality in a way to let other people, to, to get other people more involved. Um, I'm not saying that that is, a bad thing because that's just who he is. I'm just saying I agree with Smooth. It's not enough to give him the wins that he needs, the championships he wants, um, everything that he is looking for. Um, at the end of the day, it's just going to be all stats. 
that's really what it seems like. It's going to be all stats. Um, he'll make it into the Hall of Fame. Don't get me wrong. It'll be because of the stats. It won't be because of anything else. It'll be because of his stats. So whether he does win a championship or don't win a championship with whoever team he's in, is more so that he will make it in because of the stats alone. And truth be is, he is the now leader of the triple-doubles. So that alone should be enough to be Hall of Fame-worthy um, talk. A conversation, I should say. So, so, so let me ask this. Currently right now in D.C., is is that Bill's team or is that Russ's team? It's always going to be Bill's team until Bill says otherwise. Okay. Fans is going to see it as Bill's team because the truth be told, Russ just got there. Okay. So Russ needs to earn his keep with the Wizards before they can make it officially his team. He may think it's his team, but it's still Bill's team. But you know what? Maybe because I, obviously, because I sports radio here, they talk about it more so than what you guys probably hear up in y'all areas. But a lot of the national media recently came out and said, you know, that the team had to learn to appreciate Russ's energy that he brings to the game. But ultimately, Russ, I don't think Russ in this particular, I think he hears the noise, and I don't see Russ as that dude that, thinks that he's the alpha male here for the, for the Wizards. Because if that were the case, it would be more of a situation where Russ was button heads with K, KD in their last season of OKC. Mm. And Russ wanted to have that last shot and wouldn't give the ball to KD. But now you see that Russ is still averaging his triple doubles. Russ might get some 20-some points, but his build is dropping 40 and 50 and 60 on these teams where Russ is still getting his 20, 10, and 10, or whatever ridiculous numbers that he's getting. But the problem with that is is that, I mean, don't get me wrong. I get where you're coming from. The problem is that if you're not passing it to other teammates, you're not getting the other teammates involved, which means that the other teammates needs to have their touches as well in order for your team to be successful. Look at how – I'm only going to say this example real quick. Look how um, Brooklyn plays with James Harden. James Harden, when he's at his best – when the Nets are at its best is when James Harden has the ball, when he's facilitating. And he's not just facilitating to just KD and Kyrie. He's facilitating to Joe Harris. He's facilitating to Bruce Brown. He's facilitating to 11 different people that's on the team playing in that game. Um, but it almost seems as though like all the other people don't get enough touches because they don't get enough touch. The ball is not being passed to them. Mm-hmm. So they need to build that team chemistry in order for the team success to happen. And that's the difference. Um, I think that when you think about it, it just seems as though that majority of the assists comes from just certain players where they pick and choose where they know it's going to, where they think they're going to make that shot. And it's not always about that. The camaraderie has to be there as well. Not just on certain people, but the whole team as a whole. Gotcha. Um, But obviously we talked more about the NBA than we thought. (laughs) Um, So let's just push on real quick. NFL season um, schedule came out, I should say. Um, first week, you got the Cowboys facing the Buccaneers. You have the 49ers playing the Detroit Lions. You have the Jets playing the Panthers, which is going to be very interesting as well. So you got all these games that's coming on. What first week game is intriguing to you right off the bat? I'm not going to front. I am not a Ravens fan. I do like Lamar Jackson, and I do follow and I do see what they got going on as far as what they got going on. Mm -hmm. I am intrigued about their opening game playing the Raiders in Vegas the first week, only because they're playing in Vegas. (laughs) And I was in the car two hours ago, and once the schedule released, you know, people are already inquiring about tickets and all that shit. And they were saying that tickets were going for five a pop. Not to mention, they feel as though the hotel's going to be jacked up because they know it's a game. What's, what's really intriguing to me about this, where Vegas was always, you know, when you're not talking about sports, but you know, Vegas, when it comes to hotels, regardless of the year, the time, whatever, 
Sunday through Thursday was always those down times in Vegas where you can know you can go get a decent, a good room at a, at a decent price. Mm-hmm. Now for a chunk for a, 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 for four or five months stretch in Vegas, Sunday night, depending on when the Raiders are playing, is going to be damn near more expensive than Friday and Saturday night. <laughs> because they know you coming in and they know damn well you're not going to leave Sunday night to jump on a plane to go back home to your respective cities because hell, you're in Vegas. So now the prices in Vegas now on Sunday and Monday during football season are going to be outrageous. And I don't know why that's so intriguing, but that's intriguing to me because one, I would love for us to go do, you know, what we do in Vegas during a a football game. But then when I'm I'm starting to hear about these prices, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, like, do I got to get a third job? Just to make sure I can go to the game? (laughs) So that's what's intriguing to me. Just the whole Vegas scenario and, how that's going to run, uh, play, play a part in just the overall fan experience and pricing and all that good stuff. Yeah, well, based off of that, the, the thing you sent sent on Twitter in regards to the um, at the end zone where they're having like the VIP section with the bottle service, like you're the Vegas club. I mean, they're trying to turn like you know certain sections of that into like one of those clubs in Vegas. So I'm like that 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 right there looks like cost you a couple of G's just to get in. <laughs> but I'm curious as to how that setup is going to be. Like you got to watch. I mean, I mean, I know you're in that experience, but you know, like Phil, let's say like the, you got to watch the football coming to your way and everything. Like you got to be on your P's and Q's there and you'd be sitting there <laughs> just like just sitting there chilling. And then you, you know, it's, I, I like I, I like where the setup and I like the 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 thought process. That's what I like the creativity um, that Las Vegas is giving. I, I I commend them for that. Commend them and that, that. And, and, and that right there is typical Vegas because <laughs> no one ever thought about that. Like I, like when you when you first sent it, I was like, man, that's actually a good idea. <laughs> To be perfectly honest, ain't a whole lot of teams that can get away with doing that. Probably only a one weather states can get away with doing that, um, you know, throughout the whole season. For me, uh, oddly enough, the, the Jets at Carolina is, is the one that kind of intrigues me the most because you're going to have Sam Darnold in Carolina and you're going to have the new gun, you know, Wilson at the Jets. So you're going to have the Jets coming in with their new shiny QB playing their former QB that they just picked. So that one intrigues me the most. All the other teams is the, um, I mean, the Baltimore Las Vegas game, that's going, that's Monday night football. So that's going to be real interesting. I'm obviously Dallas at, at, at Tampa Bay, but I'm, I'm going to be kind of, Keep my eye, of course, on the Giants. Um, however, I'm going to be trying to see if I can get that Jets in Carolina, see how that whole game, you know, pans out. So that's the one that intrigues me the most. The one I am not going to watch, however, it's going to be on TV. is goddamn Green Bay in the, New, in, the, in the New Orleans Saints. Can I just say, I don't give a flying fuck where Brett Farr, I mean, excuse me, Aaron Rodgers goes. I don't give a flying fuck. Either you're going to go or you're going to stay. If you want more money, come on, ask for more money. Stop being a pussy about it and just say if you want to be traded, like, or at least leak the names of the teams you want to go to, like how Russell Wilson did. He said, I got four teams I want to go to. Now, two out of the four teams got new QBs during free agency, so that messed them up. But stop being a pussy about it. You planned it to the draft day to say, I want to be traded. It all goes back to the, uh, the point that, you got your feelings hurt because the Green Bay Packers drafted Jordan Love. Grow a pair of balls. They drafted you and Brett Favre had just won an MVP, um, I think, a year or two prior to that. Stop being so goddamn sensitive about the whole thing. And if you want to really want to get the real, yeah. A, the playoff game, you should have ran it for the, in the, the um, third down, hit the pylon, at least got close. But second, you still only won one fucking Super Bowl in the last 12 years. Come back to it. If you want to go, just say you want to go. If you want more money, say you want more money. They're going to back up the Brinks truck and give them more money. And guess what? Brett Favre, I mean, excuse me, they're both the same. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is still not going to win 
a goddamn Super Bowl for Green Bay. Well. <laughs> and I'm just sick and tired of waking up every morning, turn on ESPN. The first thing I see is when Aaron Rodgers asked to be, you know, this one play for the team. No shit. He said that three weeks ago. Nothing's changed. That, see, so what you got to do is now you need to watch Maury and then watch uh, Let's Make a Deal and then, then watch Price is Right and then jump on the ESPN where they talk about other shit than just Brett Favre. You know what I'm saying? You got to miss the <laughs> I just watch news in the morning. I can't even, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even stomach the ESPN in the morning. I'm just, ugh. Second yeah. I see that, when you start talking about, especially get up, especially when you start, oh, and, and Brett, yeah, we eat Brett Favre. It's Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, the same goddamn thing. When, Aaron, when they talk about Aaron Rodgers wants to be traded, I turn the TV. <laughs> Uh, I I I understand. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say. I understand. Um, to be honest, one game that I'm very intrigued is right now, right off the bat, would be the Cleveland Browns and the Kansas City Chiefs. That's gonna be a game that I'm gonna be looking at. Um, I know. I mean, outside of the ones that you guys mentioned, I'm just curious to see how that Browns defense now is going to handle the Kansas City Chiefs now. So I'm very intrigued to see how that's going to happen and build off of that. Of course, I'm going to look at the Jets and Panthers as well because I'm very intrigued in that, but I'm definitely more intrigued at the Browns and Chiefs game right now. I'm also curious how these rookie QBs, I'm curious how uh, my band from uh, going to Chicago is going to, how he's going to do. Because obviously, you know, they're not going to give it to Andy Dalton to, to run that nah nah Justin Fields is gonna come in there and he's gonna he's gone from day one trust me Andy Dalton was a last ditch effort to say oh shit we didn't get Russ okay what's good to go him go get him because you know our boys sat there and said that once Dak went down Andy Dalton was gonna be great and he's gonna leave Dallas and he played like pure ass <laughs> for the rest of that season he ain't gonna be no better Going up to Chicago. <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, he's going to be in his feelings if he ain't starting. Who? Andy Dalton? Yep. I guess he's going to be in his feelings. He's getting paid, though. He's sitting shit on him. I would not be surprised. <laughs> if Chicago, I would not be surprised if Chicago don't start. I mean, he starts. I would not be surprised if Chicago starts Andy Dalton the first couple of games. Why? You just drafted old boy Tim. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, the only team that has the luxury to sit there and sit their quarterback, their top 10 drafted quarterback is the 49ers because you have Jimmy G. And that's the only luxury that they have. And trust me, if they could trade his ass before the season, they would, <laughs> they would start Trey Lance. <laughs> we know this for a fact. If they got something worthwhile, his ass is gone. <laughs> Guaranteed, yeah. if a QB is, gets hurt in, in, in the preseason, Jimmy G gone. <laughs> Well, I'll go like this. If Justin Fields looks good in preseason and, and he looks like he's ready or at least he's comfortable of going in, he might start. I'm not going to say that he will. He might start. But I, but I'm with you, Gal. There, Andy Dalton will more than likely be the week one starter with a short leash. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how short that leash is going to be, but it's going to be short. Um and the fan base is going to be clamoring for Justin Fields if Andy Dalton gets there and stinks it up. I mean, they got they got the hardest strength of schedule this year out of all teams. So, I mean, um, it's one of those things where, it, you know, you can throw your rookie into the flame and he might look bad a la Peyton Manning and come back and have a Hall of Fame career. And you can throw your, you know, nice shiny QB into the, you know, the flame and fires like others have and mess them up. So I guess it all depends on how Justin Fields looks in preseason and, you know, in, in the camps. But if he's ready to go and you think he's ready to go, then you just throw him to the wolves. If you're unsure, then you have the luxury of having Andy Dalton as your tackling dummy for about two or three weeks until <laughs> you decide to yank him. But trust me, Justin Fields will be starting by the end of the season. Yeah. Starting day one. That's just my opinion because. <laughs> uh, like I said, he, the coach and the GM, it's they ass this season. And you you got you got to be really telling me some some real shit if you're gonna tell me that Andy Dalton is the reason why they're gonna get contract extension after the season. No. Look, if you start him, then if he, if he sucks, you gotta keep him in. You can't pull him out. Exactly. Um exactly. 
So it's Andy Dalton gives the coaching staff a, a little bit of cushion for the first few weeks. Exactly. Because if you, you can always say if Andy Dalton gets it and stinks it up for like two or three games, then you're okay to throw Justin Fields in there earlier than you would like, knowing that they have a bad strength of schedule and you're going to say Justin Fields takes his lumps and you're not going to take him out. But if you throw Justin Fields in there and he looks bad a la Dwayne Haskins, then what you're going to do, yank him out? You can yank him out, but then now you're going to be like, when, when do you put him back in? And if Andy Dalton comes in and plays good, then what? But like I said, it all depends on how he looks preseason. If he looks good in camp preseason, they might roll the dice and say, what the hell? Agreed. Completely agree. But only time will tell um, before we see how this works. And I say they- Trey, I say Trey Lance starts before the end of the season. Oh, yeah, definitely. Without question. I will say this. And as the 49ers fan of this group, I think it's all contingent in how the 49ers play. If the 49ers have that run, like Kansas City had that run the last year uh, with uh, with uh, my man before he got his knee injury in Washington. Alex Smith. Yes. Yeah. If they have one of those types of season, I don't see Trey Lance coming in. I see him coming in playing the last game like, uh, like Mahomes did that year. And uh, Jimmy G will run the team through the playoffs. And then after that, it'll parlay Jimmy G into a nice lucrative contract with another team. I think ultimately, I think that's the goal if you're going to hold them. But that's only if they hold them and they're playing well, I think that's how it's going to roll. The only way I can see Trey Lance playing early anytime this season is if the 49ers are just playing like pure trash. But Jimmy G gets hurt. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. That's it. And if and 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 I can only see Jimmy G getting hurt is if they cater the offense to be Trey Lance's offense and Jimmy G has to run the offense that they want Trey Lance to run, which means RPO and they got him out running out, you know, running uh bootlegs and things like that, and running RPO and he has to pull the ball and run the ball himself, where he might run the risk of messing up his knee like he did running RPO that one season he hurt his knee. Do you really think that they're gonna to cater that offense to um for Jimmy Garofalo to are you you really think that the 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 49ers will change up the offense to cater to more trade um Lance than Jimmy G? So are you saying that they I mean once the offense has changed to be more custody to Trey Lance, you think that they're gonna make it I mean they're gonna force Jimmy G to run those same type of offense? Why not? Jimmy G, then they might as well just not even starting there. <laughs> but Jimmy G still gives them the best chance to win because obviously he's a veteran and led them to the Super Bowl already. Versus Trey Lance is a rookie, and he would be best to serve that time on a bench and learn. No, I get that, but the point is, is that if you're doing all that and you're switching up the offense for Trey Lance, might as well just let Trey Lance run because if you don't, and you put Jimmy G in, you know, and it's not. You're not giving him the best. You're not giving them the best chance to win. Like, but, but look at it from the Kansas City standpoint. When, uh, uh, damn, Joe, Alex uh, Smith, Alex Smith, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes ran the same offense, but I guarantee that offense was better suited for Patrick Mahomes than Alex Smith. But Alex Smith still ran that offense. It was just Patrick Mahomes just came in there and just perfected the shit, make it made it look way easier than Alex Smith did. I think that might be the similar scenario with Trey Lance. Okay. Okay. All right. It's going to be interesting. I mean, you're only going to have three preseason games. So I think these preseason games, you're not going to have a whole lot of time to, you know, to dick around. You're going to have to kind of see how the offense looks with one or the other. Yep. They'll probably run. My guess is they're probably going to run similar offenses for both of them to see how he, how he does. And they'll probably be, some RPO, but less RPO for Jimmy G because you don't want to hurt him because you still want to have that safety blanket. But um, yeah, it's Jimmy G will probably have a a longer leash than Andy Dalton. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely see that. 
But um, I know we're way against the clock. <laughs> so, I mean, we, we could talk about this. We could talk about this forever. <laughs> um, but we're up against the clock right now. So let folks know where they can find you at. You can find me on Snapchat and the gram, uh, J.E. Ross, the number seven. You can find me pissed off because I'm just, I was told that I got to do 100% telework. God damn it. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter. CatDaddy1963, CatDaddy1963 on Twitter. Okay, I'm completely lost on what you mean by that. <laughs> I have to do telework 100% now, effective July 1st. Working from home. Yes. Okay. Regulated to this. Not that I'm mad about that, but no. Yeah, I'm like, yo, you, you sound like you're kind of upset. That's why I'm like, okay. All right. All right. Hey. Um, well, I, I digress. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. You can also get catch guys talking sports on any podcast that you select. Any podcast that you use, um, just search Guys Talking Sports and we're there. You can also catch us on YouTube. We're at YouTube Live. Uh, so we appreciate all the people out there checking us out on YouTube. You can catch us up on any social media as well. Search Guys Talking Sports. Again, we'd like to thank you guys for checking us out. We appreciate all the love and support out there. We really do. You guys take care. Stay safe. Wear a mask still. Get vaccinated if you haven't gotten vaccinated please get vaccinated we're all in this still trying to live together and one harmony one peace you know so i'd like to thank everybody for checking us out and then and until next time you guys take care god bless have a good one stay safe <laughs>